Welcome back in. It is Main Street Sports today. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Hump Day edition here for week number, what, three, I guess? Week three? Man. Uh Uh-oh. We're we're two and a half weeks down of 2022. Man. uh, Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies. Something like that. We've got the weirdest and wildest news from across the world coming your way in the next segment. It is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and you're going to want to stick around for that because, well, it's it's some good ones. So, looking forward to it. But first, first, we got to talk about the Nashville Predators. Now, before we talk about the Nashville Predators, let's do this. Oh, what you got? Just got a text from Brian True, the athletics director at Loretto High School. Their game from last night with Giles County will be made up a week from tonight, 6 o'clock in Pulaski. So In Pulaski. So there you go. Now. It's good. good reason to go to Pulaski, that and. the ori- No, not the original, well, but Legends is down there. It's always yeah, good. There's, there, there's, there's got to be some. Something. Well, on the way there, you can always stop at 31 South. I mean, Hickory House in Pulaski. Hickory, Hickory House, House in Pulaski. It. There we go. Thank you, that's JP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, JP with all the food knowledge. That's that's that, that's was, what that was that was my dream job. Yeah. Number one, there we go. Traveling there you go. food producer, food show producer. Food yeah. show well, producer. J, JP, yep. Have we not had this conversation that we're trying to make this a thing? Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, behind I guess the need- apron is kind of this is your opportunity to, to put this together. <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's I'm do ready. it. I'm ready. All right, we're we all ready. Maybe start with this next guy. Maybe I don't know. He's. I bet he knows his way around a kitchen. <laughs> I, I bet he does. Pete Weber, the play-by-play voice of the Nashville Predators, who are on a bit of a skid. Pete, uh, what, yes. what's going on? What's what's going on with the boys? We we got we've we've lost a game and a half in the last two. Right, and uh, the season-long streak of just one point in the last five games. So that's what's uh, concerning to the coaching staff. They have scored a total of eight goals in these last five games and have given up a total of 14. So that's not a good formula for success, really. Every team has a bump in the road at some point in time. They're just hoping they can get Dot out to level off that bump and uh, take care of things beginning tomorrow night with Winnipeg. Well, Pete, you, you kind of called this thing starting last yes. Thursday with the Buffalo game where trap you, game. Um, you predicted trap game, and sure enough it was. And then, um, as you said, lost 4-3 at Boston in overtime, lost 5-3 Monday yep. to the Blues, and then 3-1 to the Canucks the night after. So... Definitely looking to get things turned tomorrow night when they take on Winnipeg. Yeah, and it's been so long since they met Winnipeg. And let's see. Uh, let me get the date on that one for you again because my memory can't call it up instantaneously. It was October 23rd when they last met the Winnipeg Jets, and uh, they lost that game in Winnipeg, sort of a, a wide-open affair, 6-4. And now two games with the Jets coming up here. And uh, I don't know if you've seen this afternoon, but the Predators and the NHL released their rescheduled games uh, as a result of COVID interruptions and everything else. And by the way, for for your audience, Saturday's game, because of the Titans game, 
has been dropped back a half hour. So rather than a 7 o'clock face-off, if somebody wants to take part in the doubleheader, a football-hockey doubleheader, they'll face off at 7.30 against Detroit on Saturday night. <laughs> Good luck getting there from Nissan Stadium, though, as uh, apparently they're going to have watch parties all down Broadway like they did during the Stanley Cup. So yeah. I don't know how many people are going to be standing in the streets of Broadway uh, <laughs> mucking up that that trek from nissan to bridgestone but good luck that's all yeah, you're probably you. gonna be better off walking than driving that oh yeah oh, so, i'm that's what i'm saying i'm not sure you're gonna be able to walk it Mo. Mm. <laughs> well i'll tell you the all-time record for for a uh, last minute crowd for a preds game was the day of the music city miracle an early mm. start for the titans against the buffalo bills and then that night the chicago blackhawks were in town oh and 5,000 tickets sold at the gate that night at Bridgestone Arena. Well, it wasn't Bridgestone Arena back then. It was the Nashville Arena. And uh, then what happened, the Chicago fans drank Broadway dry. There was a huge problem there. (laughs) Didn't know it could happen, and yet they did. Oh, yeah, they did it. Winnipeg. Are, are you sure it was all Chicago fans? Because it might have been <clears throat> Buffalo fans trying to drown their sorrows. Too. There's that yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. There's it's quite possible. And uh, I'll never forget that game and how Sharon Wycheck, then Frank's wife, was so nervous she turned away from the field and didn't see her husband throw that pass. Lateral. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it, it was definitely lateral. <laughs> Most yeah. definitely went. Ask back Jerry with- Helper. Ask Jerry Helper. <laughs> Pete, given the time that you spent in Buffalo, how tough was that play to watch unfold? And you know where I watched it unfold? I was directly on that yard line in the press box. So I never questioned that it was anything but a lateral, that it was within the realm of uh, of the law. And so that made it a little bit more difficult. But the worst thing to me was, making a scapegoat of special teams coach Bruce DeHaven, and he got fired after that game. And uh, was it his fault they weren't covering the lanes? He reminded them all before the play unfolded. But, uh, hey, as was said on local radio, he's got something. He's got something. There are no flags on the field. Yes. It's a miracle. Yeah, that was good stuff. Pet Ryan did a good job. With did that. he ever? Yeah. Pete, as you said, Winnipeg tomorrow night, 7 o'clock pup drop, um, first meeting since October. I mean, what do you expect? What do you know to expect out of Winnipeg? How do you expect this team to respond after three straight losses? I Well, actually, four. Me, no, four. Four, I'm sorry. Yeah, losses, four straight but, losses. But, uh, three and a half. Yeah, three in regulation. and uh, That's what I meant. (laughs) That has not happened this year until now. Uh, So I'm expecting, now they had the day off today. Mm -hmm. So after back-to-back games, you need to regenerate your your gray matter here between the years and uh, think about something a little bit differently. The thing is, last night's game, yeah, they lost 3-1. They didn't play badly. The goaltending was good. David Riddick, by the way, last night became the first goaltender without a last name of Rene or Saros to start a game in Nashville since the year 2016. And that was Carter Hutton five years ago. So that tells you about how guys have been able to hang in there and, and continue to get the job done. But here for Winnipeg, 
They, I think, are a little bit more offensively minded, though they lost last night in overtime in Washington 4-3. I just hope that if that was the formula that uh, Vancouver, they won in Washington before coming in here last night. So I'm hoping that the Washington effect has now been taken care of and is totally uh, thrown away. But Winnipeg has some outstanding offense, and I think guys that people don't pay much attention to, but Kyle Connor, uh, who is a winger for them, tremendous speed, and I think he has overshadowed some of the more highly heralded players that they have. So they have to be mindful of him at all times, and also a youngster that they've been waiting to bring into the league. Cole Perfetti scored his first NHL goal last night in D.C., that uh, put Winnipeg up 2 nothing before losing 4-3. You know, you talked about the goals given up. Right. Uh, three last night, five against St. Louis, four, uh, well, four against Boston, and then four yeah. against uh, Buffalo. You know, over the last couple of years, one of the big issues has not necessarily been the goaltending, but the lack of presence in the opponent's zone defensively. Yeah. And is that something that we should be concerned of as Preds I, fans? I mean, is that is that kind of part of this issue? I think so. I think defensive zone coverage, you always have to be uh, cognizant of that and keeping that first and foremost in your minds. Now, a strength of this team is its forechecking, putting the pressure on on the other end. So the, the, the theory there being mess up somebody else's backyard rather than them allowing them to mess up yours. And uh, that can be uh, a, a difficult balance to strike. But the goaltending has been good enough, I think, to have, and I think Mo will appreciate this, the Marvin Webster approach of the human erasers who have been between the pipes for the Predators over the last few years. Uh, being able to erase those mistakes. It's interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of lot has been made of this, the, the Preds having 51 points but having played 41 games. And in the Central, that's that's good enough for to be tied for second with St. Louis with 51 points. But, you know, it kind of stinks when you've got the Vegas and Los Angeles who have both played 40 games and you'd be three points up if you were in the Pacific, huh? Yeah. But I don't know that I want that travel. No, but I don't think I want to be going, you know, uh, Anaheim, Los Angeles, San Jose up to uh, up to Seattle and then Vancouver all the time either. No, but it 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 does with the way that the 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 playoffs work. It's, you know, the top three from each division and then two wild cards, right? Yes. Yes. So that's that's kind of where it goes. Well, darn. Boy, it should be nice to be winning that division right now. It's all right, though. We'll we'll take what we can get as long as we get into the playoffs. You said that That's they right. Have... I remember 2017. They were the last That's two right. to make the playoffs. And where did that season end in the Stanley Cup final? And then the next year, they were the first team to make the playoffs. And where did that season end? Yeah, first right. out. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's not such a bad thing. But, uh, you know, you were talking about the, the rescheduled games. Mm-hmm. Um and Winnipeg is one of those. Not this is not one of those, but no, they one ha- later. Ha- that one has been rescheduled for later as well as what four others, three others, something like that. Okay, so, so the start time change for this Saturday. And gotcha. A game in Dallas that was going to be just before the new year is now going to be February 9th. 
Okay. The other Winnipeg game is going to be February 12th. Then Nashville, Washington, which was going to be April 2nd, is now February 15th. So they're beginning to utilize gotcha. what would have been that Olympic break. Plus February 18th, Carolina. Ah. February 22nd, Florida. Then back into what was the regular schedule, the Ottawa game that was called off because of COVID is now going to be played on April the 7th. So that was going to be November 18th. And then a game with Calgary uh, that was going to be December 14th is now April 19th. So fully using that time. Man, that's a, yeah, absolutely. And, and the Predators are among those that have the fewest to get made up. So that hmm. that is uh, rather intriguing. I, I, Calgary, I think, has to, well, they had 20 guys out at one time. And uh, they're going to have a real heavy schedule coming back. So, the, so the Pirates are going to get some rest then, right? Yes, over that time, right? That was going to be my question. How important is that going to be? You know, with, with other teams having to play so many games towards the end of the season in the middle of the playoff rush. Yes, that is going to be debilitating. I think for those teams. Uh, Rest is, is very difficult to a, a very treasured commodity, and so that's going to be difficult. There you go. That, that, it makes sense to me. I, I would much rather, you know, have the rest late in the season. So yeah, we'll take oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. We will take it. Hey, Pete, we appreciate your time as always. And Guys, I'm looking thank you. forward to talking to you uh, again. But um, tell us how, how we can hear. Or, or see the game. Are, are you back on the? Are you back behind the mic? Pete? Yeah, I, I was back on Saturday, so okay. I, I've been I've been back since Saturday, and uh, so I was not <clears throat> primarily responsible for the Buffalo game, but I did warn you about it. <laughs> you did, in fact, you did, in fact. But no, again, we appreciate it and uh, looking forward to it again. Winnipeg here in Nashville tomorrow night. At seven o'clock, puck drops. So, now what do I expect? I'm going to say one more, Chris. I'm sorry. You got it. But one of the greatest pictures ever was a Preds Winnipeg game several years ago when both penalty boxes were filled beyond capacity. Just keep that in mind. Looking ahead to that game tomorrow night. Well, if anybody tries to to take our guy out, uh, our our heralded rookie will make sure to. Mr. Janot will be there, yeah. huh? He, yes, will, he, he will. will send them packing. Pocket. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Pete. We Thank appreciate you, Pete. it. I got it. When we come back, the weirdest and wildest news from across the world coming to you on Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Stick around on uh, Main Street Sports today. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.